This is Tania, and you're listening to Nia on Purpose. I started this podcast to create a space where I can speak with intention and walk in my purpose. I hope that listeners resonate with something I say and are encouraged to also live purposefully. Hey everyone, welcome back to Nia on Purpose. This is your host, Tania. In the spirit of transparency, I'm very nervous to do this episode. Not because necessarily of the topic, but simply because of things, I guess, that I've been talking about in like discussions with my friends and family and things like that. And I don't want to mess up. This is my second time recording this, and usually I do one straight through recording of each episode, edit it, all those good things, and then I upload. But this is the second go around. I've never done this before, so I am a little bit nervous. I want to get this right because because of the topic and and what it means to me and what it means to the people that I, I hope will listen to this episode. I've gotten into watching this TV series, and I'm not going to name it, and I'm not going to name any of the characters because I don't want to ruin this show for anybody that is or may watch it in the future but on this tv show one of the main characters passes away throughout the entire show we see the main characters all of them and their relationships amongst each other when one of these main characters passes away it's a really really big deal to the rest of them and so they were all freaking out in the moment of things and then we fast forward to the funeral at the funeral you know um the main character who has passed away is in the casket the other main characters the the bereaved characters are on the front pew one of them is supposed to give the eulogy this character is really this main character is a jokester no matter what the situation is this character makes it into a joke. So this character's going up to do the eulogy and they see the deceased character in the casket. And this character says, are they in there? Can we get them out of there? And during this time, this character is quite honestly losing it, having a real episode. And I mean, they're grieving. That's, that's, what's, that's what's happening. They're, they're grieving the loss of this, this character that was so important to them. During that episode, I was just thinking about my experiences with loss and people that I've lost and what my specific grieving responses were when I was attending their funerals. We all know everyone grieves differently, and I will say that this particular scene in this episode really, really got to me. I actually shed a few tears during it. I will admit I am a bit of a crybaby, so it don't take much for me to cry, But this one really struck a nerve with me. And that kind of really drew me to the topic of this episode. And basically, I'm just going to talk about the two funerals that I've been to that I feel like have impacted me the most. The first one I'm going to talk about is the first funeral that I ever went to, which was um, my great-grandmother's funeral, my grandmama Laura. I was... Hmm. (laughs) 
I was maybe 19 when she passed. I'm trying to guess. Maybe 20. But I think I was... Actually, I think I was 19. I mean, no, it doesn't matter. I was 19 or 20. And I remember I was working on campus at the University of Memphis in one of the residence halls. And I was packing a bag to go back home to my, like, hometown. She was in a nursing home, and she was getting very sick. I actually think she was in the hospital at this point. But she was getting sicker and sicker. And we kind of got those types of communications that's like, it's time for you guys to say y'all's goodbyes. And so I was packing a bag to go for the weekend to see my grandmother, you know, before she passed, to see her one last time. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe, yeah, it was my dad that came and picked me up. And in my head, this scene was super dramatic. I don't know if I emphasized the drama in my head or if it really happened like this, but I remember literally bags in hand, ready to go. My dad had come into the residence hall. He was at the bottom of the steps. I was at the top and he just shook his head no. And I knew immediately that that meant that she was no longer with us, that she had passed away. And I remember thinking like, well, I don't even want to go home anymore. Like, what's the point? She's gone now. And I remember being really upset and just kind of like a little bit angry just because like I, I didn't get to say my goodbyes. I honestly didn't remember the last time I'd seen her. It had probably been a few months because I was off at college. And so I wasn't really going home that much anyways. And so that one kind of hit me hard. I don't believe that I ended up going home. I think I did just stay in Memphis. And then I went home a little bit later when the actual funeral was um, was was going to happen. I remember what I wore to the funeral, but I don't remember what my grandmother was in at the funeral. So I remember I wore, me and my sister both wore, I believe, dresses, nothing too special, nothing that I really remember too much of. I don't really remember too much of her funeral, to be honest, mainly because of the response that I had during the funeral. I remember we were like in that, what is it called when, <laughs> I'm asking y'all like y'all can answer, but maybe someone can tell me later. Whatever it's called when the family's like walking into the church to go to their seats, they're gonna like walk up towards the casket, view the body, and then go to their seats. Whatever that's called. We were doing that. Me and my sister, hand in hand, were in the, the line. And right before I saw her, I was kind of like trying to think of like good things, good memories. And all I could think about was how she used to draw on her eyebrows with a black Sharpie. <laughs> when she was in the nursing home. And it was a nice moment of good memories but then when I saw her in the casket I instantly kind of lost it I didn't like you know there were no like super like visual outward emotions that everyone saw you know like the screaming the crying the laying on the casket none of that but I do remember crying visibly of course and then I just couldn't do it and I think my sister was in the same headspace as I was and so we both ended up just walking on down, seeing her in the casket, passing right by our seats, and then walking out the back doors of the church. Like, 
not even staying for any portion of the funeral whatsoever. We ended up sitting in my mom's Jeep at the time until the funeral was over. I know like a lot of people say that the funeral is supposed to be a celebration and it's supposed to be that opportunity for you to say like, like your final goodbyes to the the earthly person, the earthly being that was on earth with us, but I couldn't do it. I think it was like a combination of the fact that it was the first funeral I've, I've ever been to. I really didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what she would look like. And it's a lot of, sure, it's a celebration, but let's also acknowledge that a lot of times there are lots of emotions happening all at once. And typically those emotions are not always celebratory. A lot of times those emotions are really, really sad and painful. For me, the best the best thing that I could have done for myself was to act on the, the feeling that I had at that time. And that was to immediately leave that environment. The second funeral I, you know, like ever went to was um, my sister's. And I'm not really going to go into detail about the events before because I think I talked about that in a previous episode. But I do remember a lot more from my sister's funeral than I do my, my grandma Laura's. Also, that's probably because it was a little bit closer to home and I was more active in a lot of those events. Like I helped pick out pictures for the obituary. I helped pick out the headstone that's going to be at the cemetery. I helped pick out the song selections for the funeral and then who was singing the songs and all of those things. So one of the first things I remember we did preparing for my sister's funeral was get her her outfit. Imagine going into a store and you run into someone you see and like, oh, what are you shopping for? Now, I'd probably lie and say like something else, but like, how do you say I'm shopping for my sister's outfit for her funeral? It's just weird. But anyway, so yeah, that's what we were doing. I remember we got her this like blue flowy spring type dress. It's like royal blue, kind of like Memphis blue. And then I remember we also got her a scarf. And I think we got this from like Factory Connection and then Merle Norman. If anybody from super rural towns is listening to this podcast, I know y'all know exactly where I got these things because you can only find those stores in super duper small towns. And I know I'm in the middle of nowhere if I see either one of those. But anyways, that's where we got them from. And the scarf was blue and yellow. Um, it matched the the dress. And it was also her sorority colors. Um, but we had to get the scarf because she had like, I don't remember if it was bruising or some cutting or whatever the case may be, but it was to cover up her 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 neck and her chest scars. And I remember thinking that Tanise would would hate the dress, but to be honest with you, that was not like at the time it was like let's just get this dress and go. Like we were so not really, and I hate to say it, but we weren't really. It was just really hard to do. So it was kind of like what we see is what we get. I remember she also wore her hair in mini twists. Me and my sister always used to dye our hair like probably like once every year and a half or whatever. But we used to dye it like red. Her hair, the color had kind of like come out. And so her hair was kind of like a reddish brownish color now. But they were in mini twist, which was like one of her favorite hairstyles. I remember she used to want to lock her hair 
But my mom was like, absolutely not, girl. Mm-mm. And so she just did the mini twist instead. And, you know, she found an appreciation for those. And so I was really happy that her hair was like in a style that she would have wanted and she would have liked. I remember what I wore to the funeral, too. I actually still have that dress in my closet. And for some reason, I don't know why, but for some reason, I have the hardest time like donating that dress because, you know, like I always like donate my clothes or whatever to Goodwill or whatever, whoever. And I'm never going to wear this dress again, ever. But I just can't seem to like just get rid of it. But I wore this yellow dress to her funeral. We all wore like yellows because that was her favorite color. I also remember picking out, like I said earlier, I remember picking out her headstone, the pictures that go in the obituary, obituary, what's said in the obituary, all those things. And it's really not like a fun time for, for anyone that has lost someone or, or has been a part of the funeral planning experience. That is one of those times when you need your people surrounding you and covering you and helping you because that was by far probably one of the hardest things to date that I've ever had to do and even so like I remember my dad was like having a hard time with it like he was kind of just like I'm okay with whatever y'all are okay with like he just simply had like not a lot of interest in planning my sister's funeral which is completely understandable And I know I'm hopping around a lot, but I'm just talking as the things come to my head. But let's fast forward to the day of the funeral. Again, like I said, I remember what I wore. I think I walked in with my boyfriend at the time, who actually had a really, really... He had a grieving response that I did not appreciate. No shade to him or anything like that. Just because we both had things going on in our lives at the time and we both didn't know how to respond well to the situation that we were currently experiencing and I remember he showed up kind of high and I was like what is wrong with you so we're we're at the funeral together and I remember like one final look at her casket I don't really remember honestly what she looked like in the casket I it was really hard for me to look at her in the casket or touch her I know some people like to to touch the the person that's no longer with us but that was not really my thing I did hold her hand after she passed away when she was still in the hospital in the hospital bed but in the casket for me it was a little bit different so I I didn't really go too close to her I just I don't know. I I just don't have any memories really of of what she looked like in the in the casket. I do remember having a very similar reaction to that main character that I talked about earlier in this episode. He was kind of freaking out and wanted to get the deceased character out of that casket. And in a similar state of mind, I remember thinking that I didn't want my sister to go into the ground. So when we were, like, buying her casket, I remember, like, I didn't even know this, but, like, 
it's like you buy a box to put inside of another box some people do i don't know if everyone does but you can and i know we did and i was just like this is this is mind-blowing you literally don't know what you don't know until you know it but i remember like it didn't matter to me how many boxes she was in i was still terrified of the idea that she may be essentially attacked i'm gonna call it attacked by bugs and spiders and rodents and whatever else crawls on and in the earth like that was just a foreign concept to me that I was not okay with that's initially what I thought about while I was watching that episode I think that funerals bring out so many different personalities that people friends family yourself all have and I think that people often don't even grieve a lost one until and this is just my my thoughts but they don't grieve a person until they either see them in that casket or at the burial site. And even then, sometimes, like it may take a while for someone to, it may even be after the funeral. I was having a conversation with a friend earlier and she asked, how do you know if you're grieving or not? And it was a question that I feel like a lot of people don't even think about. When does the grieving process start? Does it start at the funeral? Does it start before the funeral? Does it start after the funeral? All in all, I definitely think it's different for everyone. And it's simply a learning experience. But I think the funeral in itself or funerals in themselves are a significant event that affects us more than we ever think which again is why I think that I had such emotion such an emotional reaction to watching a tv show and this character is breaking down at a funeral I am definitely not the spokesperson for grief by any means but looking back I do think that funerals can serve as a celebration of life as some people like to call them but me personally I think I said when I made this podcast that I was going to speak with intention so I'm gonna say this but I don't think it's always fair to the bereaved families to call it a celebration of life especially so soon after the loss of a loved one sure we can we can laugh and talk about the great memories But I think it's also only right to not only celebrate, but but cry and feel all those emotions that come with a loss. We don't call it a gain. We call it a loss. And therefore, in the same kind of thought process, 
I don't know the word right now in my head um, for the op- the opposite of, of this, the anonym for a uh, cel- celebration, but we should consider that too when thinking about funerals. That's all I really have for today's episode. Thank you for listening to another episode of Nia on Purpose. I hope that something I said resonated with you, inspired you, encouraged you, made you feel a little better about an experience you've had in your own life. And I can't wait for you guys to hear more. again for listening to Nia on Purpose. My goal is always to reach a new individual and encourage the spread of love, hope, compassion, and peace. I hope I succeeded and I hope y'all come back for more. Be sure to support me in any way you see fit and tune in next time. And remember, it was always on purpose.